Is this thing on? It sure is. Welcome to Across the Couch with Kyle and Nicole. I am Kyle. And I'm Nicole. Today we're going to be talking all things MLM. An MLM is a multi-level marketing. Usually it's followed by the word scam or scheme. (laughs) Scam or scheme. Which we are going to talk about today because me, yours truly, I was a part of an MLM. and And I got drug into it. Yeah. And I was a part of it as well. I mean, you know, as I drug you into this too. Actually, the podcast was Kyle's idea. It was my idea. It was. But first, before we get into the MLM, which stands for... Multi-level marketing. We are going to discuss what we are drinking today. And in front of me, I have one of my newest discoveries. For those that do not know, I am a big fan of Yerba Mate tea. And I have found one that is, you know, I wouldn't consider it a healthy drink, but I would consider it something that is very delicious. And if you have them in your lucky or Savon stores, I think. Or Rayleigh's. Or Rayleigh's. Mm-hmm. Uh, this brand is called Weird Tea. And the one I am drinking today has no caffeine because I already had caffeine this morning. And, you know, I like to keep my caffeine at bay. So once I have it, I just don't have it again. But this Weird Tea, this one has no caffeine. It is the chamomile hibiscus tea, which I actually really like hibiscus. I think Starbucks had like a hibiscus refresher, right? Yeah, they used to. Mm, Yeah. And they got rid of it. They did. The thing about this tea is I feel like it's one of those things that I'm probably the one that's supplying their inflow of money. Oh, you're you're carrying the the company on your back? I feel like I'm carrying the company and I feel like it's just going (laughs) to, one day we're going to go into our store and it's just going to be gone. Or one day we'll just show up at the grocery store and it's going to have your name written all over it. You know, and they'll just give them to me for free. Wow. So Weird Tea, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, holler at your boy. We'd love a sponsorship. But this one is, like I said, it's no caffeine. The other one is caffeinated, but it's only 150. Um, the, The ingredients are very good as well. There's nothing that you cannot pronounce in the ingredients, which... I highly look for in drinks, especially ones that are, you know, caffeinated or ones that are, have sugar in them. But this one's actually really, really good. There's only five grams of, of added sugar. Oh, so I've actually know. never tried it. I should give him a go one day. You should. It's delicious. We'd I'm have gonna... to buy an extra though, because uh, Kyle, he's got a, he's got a count in the refrigerator of how many he has, you yeah. know? Yeah. So I'm going to, he would know I'm, if one went missing. I'm going to take a swig of this while you tell us about your drink. Okay. Rarely do I have a alcoholic beverageino on the podcast, but it's Sunday fun day around here. Sunday fun day. Sunday fun day. We went to Costco bright and early this morning and we were like feeling super accomplished. And I was like, I need a mimosa after all that. You know, we, we got up early. We adulted. We went to Costco. And you can definitely tell that it's the holidays at Costco. Oh, yeah. Because everybody is like eyes focused on a mission, just looking for the deals and looking for the stills. And no one cares if they bump you with the cart. No. No one cares if they pull in front of you. Yeah. No one cares. I was dying because we went to Lucky's after we went to Costco and Kyle like runs into me like, get out of my way, like as a joke. And I was like, whoa, you got to tone down that Costco energy, you know, because you got to you got to fight people at Costco during the holiday season. It's it's like um, your favorite Christmas movie, Christmas with the Cranks. Oh, when she's when she's trying to get the ham, the honey ham. She just, you know, it's just like that. Or you know, also too, and Jingle All the Way when uh-huh. they're trying to get the toys and the doors open, and everybody just floods in. Yes, Costco is like that probably a hundred percent of the time. I feel like. Well, we literally went like maybe thirty minutes after they opened. They opened at nine. We were there at nine thirty, thinking like, oh my god, like. 
we're going to be here so early. Like, it's not going to be that crazy. No, it was immediately batshit crazy the moment yep. we pulled up. Yeah. So um, after all of that, I felt like I deserved a treat. So I made myself a mimosa. And it does have orange juice. I usually like cranberry juice, but I didn't want to buy a whole thing of cranberry juice just to make one mimosa. So I got a mimosa with just a little spritz of orange juice. That's my preference. It, mimosas should never be made with half orange juice, half champagne. That's just wrong. It should be like 98.5% champagne and then the rest orange juice. You know what I've heard that is really good What with champagne? Hmm. A little raspberry tea. Shut up, Kyle. If you just mix it in and like, you know, you, you got to get you got to get the ratio right. I'm dead. But if you mix it in and you you make it to a certain point, mm -hmm. it's it's a chef's kiss, but in drink form. Would that be a bartender's kiss? Um, I don't know if it was any of those things because you didn't even drink it. You didn't even like it. OK, the real story behind that is we have to tell it now. The real story behind that is one of my best friends, Haley, she brought over a really nice bottle of champagne when I graduated nursing school and she brings it in and Kyle, Haley and I are all hanging out and we're celebrating and she pours us a glass of champagne and Kyle's like, who doesn't drink alcohol because he doesn't like the taste of it. He's like, I just, I'm not interested. Kyle goes, oh, well, like if it's a celebration, like I want to be a part of it. Like, can I have some? And we were like, okay, sure. So we pour him a glass. <laughs> We did a little cheers clink and Kyle takes one sip and looks at us and he goes, yeah, I feel like it needs something. And so he goes into our refrigerator and the only thing we have is raspberry iced tea. So this man makes a mimosa with raspberry iced tea. And then he takes a sip of it as Haley and I are like staring at him like he's going to hate this even more. He looks at us, makes this like disgusted face and is like, yeah, I don't think this is for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, to, you know, in the, in the, with that in mind, Today, I actually, you know, I will actually have a glass of champagne as like a celebration. Yeah. I will. I will actually. For like drink. a wedding. I feel like I'm starting to, you know, like, like a little bit champagne bubbly. You know, maybe it's just the jitters of nursing school and Probably. the stress of nursing school that I'm just like, let's take the edge off with some champagne. But, you know, I don't drink it all the time. But, you know, like for my birthday, we had champagne. Yeah. And then we had champagne, too. Oh, you had a we glass went, of champagne at Haley's wedding. <laughs> I had that, yeah. But then we also, when we went out to the, the haunted oh, houses. Oh, yes. We went out to haunted houses and we were at a restaurant and, and they I were, a, for some reason, giving out free champagne. They gave a free champagne. And, you know, I had I had a glass of it. So, you know what? It's, I don't know if I would classify it as a glass. It's like a, it's like a third of what we would consider a glass, but it's a glass for it's Kyle. probably like a splash. It's a splash. He had a taste, really. But you know what? If it makes you happy, like I've, people ask all the time, like whether... Like, it's weird that I drink and Kyle doesn't very much. And it has never been that strange for us. Maybe that's because that's how it's always been. But he just like he doesn't frown upon it. He just is like not interested in it for himself. Which yeah. Is fine. And and, you know, I'm not ashamed to share it. Uh, we call him the sperm donor. Yeah. But my birth father, <laughs> my birth father, his biological my, sperm donor. There you go. Yeah. 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 My, um, he was an alcoholic. And a lot of people don't realize, like, I don't think a lot of people know that. A lot of people don't know that that's the main reason why I don't drink. Like, I'm not going to, you know, frown upon people. I'm not going to, you know, throw holy water on people. I'm not going to shame people for drinking or, you know, people that get drunk. Like, you know, it makes me a very good DD and I'm okay with that because then I can take care of the ones I care about, like you and Steve. And, but it all started out with the sperm donor and him being an alcoholic and seeing how it affected my mom and, I don't think people realize that I was young, but I was still very aware of, you know, of what was going, going on. on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
which I think is it's it's interesting. So people always ask if that's like weird that like I drink and Kyle doesn't, but like it hasn't really it's it's not weird for us, but again, that's like it that's how it's always been. But Kyle will try it. Like yeah. people always ask, like, will he try some of the drinks that you make for your videos? And like sometimes he's like, Oh, yeah. let me let me try a sip. But for the most part, he's like, Yeah, it's not really for me. Just yeah. just like the raspberry iced tea mimosa. Oh yeah. my god, I'll and never like, get over that. <laughs> in a couple weeks, we're actually going to Las Vegas. Yeah. And you know, if we're there and we we do good at the softball tournament, maybe we'll have a, a glass of champagne. There you go. You know, because all the people on the softball team are like, I never see you drink. And I have never really drank around them. Yeah. It's usually, well, I guess Danny and all of them were there. So they saw me drink the champagne at that, the bar we went to before the haunted houses. Yeah. But other than that, you know, it's. We'll give you a splash. Yeah. Just yeah. give me a little, little splash. And I never really even liked the taste of it, to no. be honest. Like you can definitely see it on my face in our, you know, the, yes. the video we took at our wedding where we took a <laughs> shot of, was it tequila? It was trash tequila. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't the Trader Ho's tequila. but I, I don't even think it existed back then. But yeah, it was it was like bottom shelf yeah. trash tequila. And not only did I take a shot of tequila, someone decided they were going to try to get me water after and completely thrash the top of my mouth with the straw. Because I thought you were going to yak because even I make faces at trash tequila and I was like, he's going to yak it up on our wedding day. No, see, I can, you know, it burns on the way down. Yeah. I'll I'll express how much I don't like it in my face, (laughs) but I'm I'm all right, you know. Okay. So today we're actually, we're going to bring this thing full circle Mm -hmm. because today we're on a podcast, which is a social media platform. Yeah. You, um, over the pandemic, you started on TikTok Mm -hmm. and then now you're kind of big on social media, but like more than one platform, more than one platform. Yeah. But what people don't realize is you actually started with an MLM and that's kind of what got you started in social media. Mm -hmm. So MLM stands for multi-level marketing, 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 multi-level marketing. And what was the name of this multi-level marketing that you, I guess, worked for or you joined in on or you were a partner of? There you go. You're a partner. Yeah. So, well, first I would like to say that I put out a video on both Instagram and TikTok asking you guys which MLM you thought that I was a part of. And I was actually really surprised to see very few people guess the correct one. But there was a lot of LuLaRoe guesses. And I hate to disappoint all of you, but it was not LuLaRoe. Um, I was aware of it, but was never part of that. Um, yeah. Your girl was a beach body coach. A beach body coach. Beach body baby. So when I was seeing like the the suggestions or what people were like, oh, it's the guesses. part of this. Like if I just came, like, came across your profile yeah. and I was just like, oh, you know, let's see what she's into, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know, I thought, this person was in an MLM, mm-hmm. I would automatically thank Mary Kay. You would have, there was a lot of guesses for Mary Kay. Yeah. And I I'm would, kind of honored actually, because people right? were like, your skin is so nice. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Could you imagine you would have, if you were, say you started, we'll go into like when you started Beachbody and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But at this point, you might have the pink Escalade if you were part of Mary Kay. Can you imagine? Rolling around in a pink Escalade. You mean I could have been a girl boss? You could have been a girl boss and then (sighs) your car would have matched the outfit you wore yesterday. Oh my God. I was wearing this like Pepto-Bismol pink sweatsuit (laughs) yesterday. It was very cute. It's cute. Kyle, and then and now I'm wearing an all purple get up today and it it gives Barney somewhat. Um, But yeah, I could have could have been a total boss, babe. I could have a girl boss. Actually, that was the word that people used. So how 
how would you, I don't really How know. did this happen? How did you get started with Beachbody? Because I, it's been so long. What year did you start it in? 2015. And, and what made you like, did you see a post? What made you say like, I think I'm going to do that? So my last semester of nursing school was the preceptorship, which is also known as like the capstone in other schools. It's basically like your your introduction to the actual job of nursing. Like you go through clinicals and those are like different specialties, but your preceptorship is someplace that you choose to be. And so I asked to be at a children's hospital because I knew that I wanted to go into pediatrics. And the first day was a tour of the facility. Yeah. And the person that took us on a tour was one of the like pediatric like administrators. Um, And so she took us on a tour. She was super nice, super friendly. um, And I really liked her. And she gave us like a great tour. Like she, you're just grateful as a nursing student for anybody that's like nice to you in a hospital (laughs) because it's rare, you know? And so um, at the end, she like asked for our phone numbers. And I didn't really think that that was weird at the time because I thought like, oh, like, you know, she's somebody that like works here, like that we're going to interact with in our preceptorship. Like I'm going to see her. That's not weird. And so um, I went home and I did get a Facebook request. And I remember thinking also that that wasn't that weird. Yeah. But now that I think back, I'm like, oh, she was reaching out. She was throwing the olive branch at me. Putting her spikes into you. Yep. And um, so then for the rest of that semester, I kind of like watched her and like what she was doing on social media, which was primarily Facebook at that point and Instagram. Because this was like way before TikTok, obviously. Um, and so I was Ooh, like... Could you imagine? Could you imagine could you, Beachbody on TikTok? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's probably... the Beachbody's still around. We'll get into that. But yeah. I feel like TikTok would make it to where it was just like in your face. Like, hey, yeah, look at this. You know? Yeah. So. Um, and so what was interesting was like, I was like obviously in the middle of the end of nursing school. And so I was stressed out. You like don't feel healthy at all. Like you become your unhealthiest version at least I did in nursing school because you don't have time to exercise. You don't eat right. Like, and so I remember looking at what she was doing and I was like, oh, she's like exercising. She's eating right. And she works in healthcare. If she can do it, I can do it. Right. And so I remember messaging her and being like, hey, like, I was just wondering, like, what do you do? Like, what is this Beachbody thing? Because I had heard, if you don't know what Beachbody is, it's essentially like it was originally just a fitness program, like fitness videos that you do in your living room at home. What's that? There's like a 90 day, can't think of the name. Oh, like Um, Sean T, you know, we all know Sean T. And it was something that like a lot of people knew about from like infomercials. And they also had this like little colored container diet program. And you got like a certain number of containers of certain food groups every day. And so I was like aware of it, but I was watching her do it and she looked great. And like, I just thought, you know, like if she's a nurse and she can do this, like then I can do this and like be healthy. Right. And so I initially asked her what she was doing and she was very like happy to share. Yeah. And then what was it? It was P90X. P90X. I said, I said 90, but I just remember that that one because a lot of like the the resellers Mm -hmm. on YouTube, Mm -hmm. like those go for decent money, but Beachbody will literally like strike you if like they catch wind of it or yeah. Oh, dang. So, um, so I, well, and I actually never used P90X. I was aware of Beachbody because of that. Because I saw it on like infomercials, yeah. but I never used that supposedly one. Supposedly, that's like their their most popular one is P90X, just because I guess it's the 
like it's the OG. It's the OG, and I guess it like it works. But. Yeah, people got ripped in their living rooms with it. Yeah. I mean, and that's why I thought I like watched what she was doing, and I thought like she would show like what she was eating, and I thought like wow, like she makes it look so easy, and that was like what drew me in initially. So I actually went in as a customer. But you can't go in as just a customer. <laughs> no, you can't. That's the problem. <laughs> and so I reached out and she was more than happy to give me all of the information. I almost feel like like the Taylor Swift mastermind song, you know, oh. like she was the mastermind. She meant for this all along. She did. She asked for my phone number. We were connected on Facebook so that she could show what she did. And she she let that's out what it's about. What's what's the saying? They let out a branch. And yeah. then they just she extended like, the olive branch and I latched. There you go. It's, I mean, it's genius, honestly. Yeah. Um, and so I went in as a customer and we could talk about the cost of that. I think that's where we should start. Yeah. Because that is probably the base root of any MLM is it's so expensive to join. Oh, yeah. And you don't get to join as just a customer because they give you some discount if you join as a coach. Yep. And a coach is such a bizarre name because there's no certifications. You're not taught on how to do anything. But I joined as a coach because it gave me a discount on Shakeology, which is like they they sell it to you in a bundle. The yeah. workout programs, the meal plan, and the this shake that's like a superfood shake that's like ridiculously expensive. I want to say it's like $150 a bag. Yeah. Um, and so they sell it to you in like a bundle. And even with a discount, I want to say that was like close to $200. And if I remember right, you were, you were just, you weren't a nurse yet. No. You, so we yeah, were you, not wealthy enough for this. So yeah. So we were just like, I think also too, a part of it was like, oh, we can make extra money on the side to get you through nursing school and all that. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah. Well, and you know, that's how they get you because, you know, and she was super nice. Like I, I held no like ill will towards the, who became my upline. God, I hate that word. Who became my upline? Who's my like my upline coach? I hold no ill will towards her. Um, I think that you know her and I both went into it with really good intentions, and most of them actually like for ourselves to be healthier. Yeah. Um, and especially because like you know when you first are getting out of nursing school and like starting your job as a nurse, like it's almost impossible to have a fitness routine because you're yeah. just like you're exhausted all the time. And um, so you know like I, I hold no like negative feelings towards her, but you know, she was like, okay, so like if you join as a coach, you get a discount. And then like, let's say your mom is interested in the Shakeology or your grandma, whoever. And then you get, you get money if you sign them up too. And thus the pyramid begins. Yeah. And that's the wild part of the whole thing. So I signed up as a coach for that reason, because we thought like, okay, cool. Like, you know, maybe we'll make a commission if like friends or relatives yeah. are interested in buying it. Yeah. So At that then, point I had no, I had no interest in no thoughts of being a, like an active coach yeah. though. So then, um, who I was your first, like, I guess you can your first, sign up. What, what would we call me? Was I your client? A downline. I'm your downline. Cause I signed you up as a coach. So oh. you have customers, you do have customers. Yeah. Those are the people that sign up not as coaches, but your job is not to do that. Your job is to sign up people as coaches. The more people that exist as coaches underneath you, the better because the whole purpose and why they call it a multi-level marketing scheme is because you want to create these levels. And so if you're at the top and you have all these coaches underneath you who yeah. are also pushing product, you're going to only make more money. If your pyramid gets bigger, you make even more money. And so they really encourage you, push you a little bit uh, to sign up people underneath you as coaches. So I signed up Kyle. You know what's kind of funny now that I think about it? What? I'm just talking through it. Uh-huh. 
your biggest issue with working at at, at the bank mm-hmm. was trying to push stuff. <laughs> and then you just one day decide, I'm going to do Beachbody to where it's forcing <laughs> me to push stuff on people. It's bizarre. So I was I was your first downline. Yeah. Um, Who was the first person? Like, do you remember the first person you had to reach out to on social media to try and like get a, you know, line of communication going and how that went? So I started posting on Instagram about it. And I remember feeling really weird about it because, again, I was the teller at the bank who was known for their customer service scores, not their selling scores. I was not a referral girl. You did say that a lot. You were like, they're just pushing me to sell all this stuff. And I feel awkward. And because it's icky because, you know, you don't want like nobody likes to be approached. Like when you like, you know, like nobody wants to be approached by people to to buy things. Why do you think I do self-checkout? Why do you think I I do the ATM? I'm the, you don't want to have that interaction. I just don't want to have the interaction. You know, the social interaction sometimes is just tiring. It's like, no, I don't want to be asked to buy this. I don't want to, you know, I just yeah. want to get in, get out, go home. I mean, you and the rest of the world. Exactly to be why when we pull up to the grocery stores and there's someone out there like, can you sign this, you know, this for politics? It's like, no, I'll go to a different store, even if it's across <laughs> town. <laughs> Kyle will literally go to a whole ass another grocery store yeah. to avoid the people. So, you, so it's fair. it makes people uncomfortable because yeah. you don't want it's not nobody feels good when somebody approaches you and you know they want something from you. Yeah. That's icky. Like yeah. that's a cold, literally a cold interaction. And that's what they call them. So like you do that with people you don't know in MLMs, especially Beachbody, you reach out to people that you've never met before, which yeah. is really awkward. And so was the person you first reached out to on Instagram because mm-hmm. you started going on Instagram first. Yeah. You didn't do it over on Facebook yet. No. So on Instagram, who do you remember the first person you reached out to? And was it successful? Was it not? Was it, you know, how well, did it make you feel? I, well, initially when I joined, I didn't have any plans of being an actual coach, but you get twi- you get quickly turned around. They, they talk you out of that real quick and they're well, like, yeah. you, no, but you got to be a coach, you know? It's like, so glamorous. You can have all this money. You, you can, can be a girl be, boss, work from home. You can be a girl boss. You can work from home. Retire yeah. early. <laughs> yeah. Like go on vacations with your family. Have literally, this big old house. Literally the American dream is what they <laughs> sold to you. <laughs> they did. It's so mean. And I was just starting out as a nurse. So like, I don't know why I thought I wasn't overwhelmed enough. I was like, let me add something else on. And so then, you know, once they talked me into being a coach, because they, you know, they offer you all kinds of like magical, wonderful things because yeah. my coach, I would check in with and every time. And that's the thing. They they develop this like coach relationship where like, you know, she checks in like, how's your workouts going? How are how's your meal plan going? Like, do you have any questions? Yada, yada. Yeah. And so you feel that kind of support. And then they encourage you like you could do this for somebody else. And so that's how they get you into being a coach. And so I was quickly turned into a coach. And so I had to make like a launch post and that was horrifying for me. Um, I I remember that. It was scary and it felt icky. Like it never felt right from the start. Um, You were giving people the ick before ick was even a thing. I know. And I hate that. (laughs) And so I made a launch post and I did post it on Facebook and Instagram and it was showing the results that I did get. Like I did get, I I was healthier with the programs. I was starving all the time, which is something we could talk about later on like how the programs actually work, which is also a cult like tactic. If your people are hungry, they'll do whatever you want them to do. Um, And so I but I I had real results. And so I showed those 
And and then people in my regular life like knew about it. But I also had people on Instagram who I didn't know. And those were some of the first people that I signed. Gotcha. Were, okay. were people that I didn't know on Instagram. I always felt like it was easier to share myself with people I didn't know yeah. than the people who did know me. Yeah. Because I was afraid of being judged about it. What were your thoughts when I first like brought it up to you that I wanted to like be a coach? Because I talked to you about it before yeah. I did that like launch post. I think for me, it just comes down to like, no matter what, I'm going to trust you and stuff you get into, you know, like I don't, I mean, yeah. Real was, love, ladies and gentlemen. It was, was like, I think the only thing I was worried about was like, how are you going to get the money for this? You know? <laughs> But I will say in the beginning, you didn't really tell me like, oh, this is how much this is going to be. This is how much this is going to be. I used my birthday money to sign up. Yeah. It was just more so like, oh, I'm going to do it. And I was just like, okay, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I feel like in the beginning, I mean, we did get a lot of like the protein powder and, and they did have like the vegan options. So like that kind of helped us in a way, just because we would have things that were like, that we could, because you were vegan at the time too. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we could have things that were, you know, to supplement like working out and like trying to eat better and stuff. So, so that was helpful. So you liked the products in the beginning? I liked the products. Yeah. I actually I, really did too. I actually really liked the protein powder and I like Shakeology for those that yeah. are wondering Shakeology. All that stuff was, it, it tasted clean. Um, the ingredients were good. I never, you know, it's not that I never liked the product. I think I just disliked the thing as a whole yeah so me too um i really liked the while the meal plan is kind of insane so if you've never seen it before you should look it up um but you're essentially only eating like 1100 calories a day which is like almost like that's not the amount that you should be eating especially if you're working out to the extent that they want you to um and then there's different fitness programs so like 21 day fix a lot of you have probably heard of that Um, Any of Sean T's programs, Insanity, a lot of you have probably heard of that. And then the P90X, the one we were just talking about. Yeah. I never used P90X. So like I always forget it when people ask me about it. Um, But I always pushed, pushed or encouraged people to use like Insanity or 21 Day Fix because I do feel like they're very user friendly. They promise a lot of, you know, they promise to deliver a lot to people. But it really also at the end of the day does come down to your own drive and your own willpower to like work out and eat healthy. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's being a coach is not something that you're trained to do at all. Like I kind of felt like I was blindly leading people on their fitness journeys, which is like, now that I'm a medical professional is kind of irresponsible, I think, because I don't think I knew enough about it nutritionally. Um, but for myself, like I did feel like it was working. And so I was excited to share with people. I was like, oh, this is so cool. And so once I started to build like a team, then I had to host like, um, like meetings, like, oh, like yeah. I had to make my own little Facebook group. Yeah. So that's where it really started when I became an actual coach. And then for, for me, I never did the programs. I never did the workout program. No. I, I was still a gym goer. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I, I don't, I, I don't do well with programs. My brain's kind of just like, huh, you know, I can do other things. Yeah. But like if I'm at a gym, I'm like, oh, I'm here to work out. There's no other option. Yes. But for those workouts, I, I just, I never did them, but you would do them and you, you liked them. Yeah, I did. Like. And it's good for people who like to take classes. Like if you yeah. like, and I'm a class girl, like at the gym, big class girl. If you like to be told what to do when you work out, which is me, um, then honestly, they were really great. So the products themselves, I found really great. Are they really expensive? Yes. yes. It was like $200 to sign up. And then every month as a coach, you have to have an auto shipment of Shakeology. 
in order to stay active as a coach, which is so insane to me because it's so much money. Yeah. So it's a hundred dollars a month I for just too, Shakeology. Yeah. I remember too worrying about like the money that was coming out for those. Yep. I, I do remember that like, oh, the money came out for this and it was like, ooh, it was like 88 bucks or whatever. Yes. It's like, ooh, okay. And that's where it starts. That's, that's why that's where it started to get like dicey. Yeah. You know, like that's where I kind of felt like I was being sucked into something. Initially, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And then after maybe like four or five months, I kind of felt like I was being like, I was in this like cesspool, like this MLM cesspool of like attending all these meetings where they spit nothing but sunshine at you. And it's always the person at the top of Beachbody who makes a shit ton of money who's telling you that you can have it all. You can be me. But there's only one of that person in this entire massive group of people. And so you're just like, it's not, it's not realistic, you know, yeah. but you drink the Kool-Aid and I drank it. We drank it. I mean, I was more so just kind of on the back burner, like, yeah, do what you want to do. Kyle was just excited supportive. because it made me happy. I was supportive saying, husband. <laughs> you guys know Kyle is the most supportive man on the planet. And I'm very fortunate because he could have easily looked at me at this time and been like, this is weird. And I don't think it got to a point to where we were like worried, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, this program's taking all of our money. We can't pay rent. We but can't. it did start to get wild yeah. financially. Like, because then they get you with Energize. I will say I did like Energize. Um, and at this point, I was working as a nurse and low-key, I worked night shift. And <laughs> yeah. I did use Energize to stay awake, yeah. <laughs> which is not safe. It's pre-workout. You should not be using that as like an energy drink. But I did. Um, I liked the Shakeology. I did like that, especially for night shift, because, you know, your eating is so bizarre. And I guess I liked the all of the food groups that were in and all the vitamins and stuff. Like I did feel like I was doing something good for my body. Yeah. And it was encouraging me to work out because I felt this pressure that if... I have to work out. I have to set an example or people aren't going to want to buy from me. Yeah. And that that's where the pressure really started to like. That's where the cult effect comes in. Yes. <laughs> I will say. So in what, what year was this? 2015 was when I started. 2015. And I will say my favorite part mm -hmm. was we actually got to take a trip to New Orleans. Yes. What year was that? That was in that was by 2016. Yeah, that's right. That I we that we went on a trip to New Orleans. Yeah. So at that point, I was like in deep enough. Yeah. Um, and I probably had maybe like 10 downline coaches. I wasn't like a big I was coach. one of them. Yeah. I was a downline coach. Which is which was annoying because like to again, the financially, I'll always drive this home because like it should never be like this when you're starting a business that's supposed to benefit you at the end of the day. Yeah. Where I had to the orders that I had to put underneath Kyle. So I had to get Kyle on an auto shipment underneath me. So it was like a hundred bucks a month coming out for me to keep me active as a coach. And then it was another like hundred bucks for Kyle of like energize and like different like um, additions, you, like, like little boosters you could get for the Shakeology. Yeah. So all of those were on Kyle so that it would keep him active. Yeah. And this was solely just to keep me at different levels. So you reach like different, like, yeah. you know, you graduate to different levels. And so that part of it was exhausting and you kept having to push people down like who were down below you. Like, you, did you order this? Oh, did, like I saw that like your your payment didn't go through. Like what happened? Like what's going yeah. on? And that is icky. So but that was yeah. all right when Summit was about to happen. Yeah. And then there were there was time too where you would just like contact people like your mom like, oh, can I sign you up as a coach just to do this, do this, you know, just to help like boost me up. And your mom would just be like, yeah, of course, you know. And then so we eventually in 2016, we went to New Orleans for Summit, which 
It's like a conference. I wouldn't say Summit is the reason why that was my favorite part. I would say just going to New Orleans, which... It was the first big vacation. That was the first airplane you and I have ever been on together. Yep. That was the first airplane. And that was the... Because we usually... Before we moved in together, we would go to Disneyland. Yeah. But that's a drive away though. Yeah. So, but this one was like an actual trip where we like got on a plane, you know, left California. You want to know what they told me though? What? It's a tax write-off. Exactly. Because it's for business. Only if you make enough money, it's a tax (laughs) write-off. But they did tell me that. And I did, I did go, oh yeah. Wow. A tax write-off. Okay. And so that, you know, but you were instantly supportive when I asked you if we could go to New Orleans. I was. And I mean, I'm I'm just, you know, like, okay, I understand, like, I don't go out of my way to, like, be, like, social and, like, do things. But if you, if someone like you or Steve or, you know, anybody came out to me like, hey, I want to go do this. Can we go do it? I'm like, hell yeah, we can go do it. Let's go do it. You know? Yeah. Whereas you, you're like, oh, we're, you're a planner. So yeah. you're like, you plan it out and then we go do it. But like on a whim, if someone came to me that I cared about and was like, hey, I want to go, you know, across the country to New York for like five hours. I'm like, all right, let's find a way to do it, you know? Yeah. So which I was grateful for because at the time it was really important to me and I did find a sense of community in it. And that was always a big positive headliner for me was the community that I found in it was connecting with other people because yeah. that's something that I really enjoy. And, you know, the the people that w- the couple we met that lives like, what, three cities over from us? Yeah. Like they were. Super she was nice. my upline. She coach. was super. Yeah, she was super supportive. Like, I think her I feel like her husband. Mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't like I haven't been able to tell if it is him or not, but I think he goes to the gym. Oh, interesting. Gym. So I'm like, I, I see him and I'm just like, I, I think that's him, but maybe yeah. they just look familiar. Maybe it's his doppelganger, you know? Could be. But we went to we went to Summit. We hung out with them. I feel like my experience was different because you had to go to a lot more like meetings and conferences. Yes. And I was able to just go to the World War II Museum, which was Kyle was out gallivanting awesome. having a great time. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. I then like walked to the casinos. I was just walking around because you were you were going to be in the meeting. Yeah. And so I was just walking around, checking everything out. Like I didn't really play in the casino. I just kind of was looking at it and just just checking out New Orleans. I was like, this is pretty cool. Like now looking back on it and, you know, like it was it was it was a good experience. Yeah. It was our first like big vacation together. And then we also too like prior to that, we went to the hot dog place. There was a vegan hot dog place that was over by the French Quarter and it was phenomenal. I don't know the name of it. I wish I did. I don't think it exists anymore. We Googled it a couple years later and yeah. it wasn't there anymore. Um, but the big, well, so while Kyle was enjoying the city of New Orleans, I was, yes. um, I was very much in like business boss girl mode, you know? And so you show up to all of these, like, well, also again, driving back to the cost of it, the cost of the of the conference tickets for Summit, because I had to buy one for me and one for Kyle, I want to say it was upwards of like $700 just Damn, for our tickets to yeah. attend. See, that's like stuff like, I don't know if I just forgot it or because it didn't, you know, like bankrupt us. I just... Well, I was working as a nurse at that point too. And that was more money true. than we had ever seen that's in our true. life. Like, yeah. I mean, we were like working 
you know, like mostly minimum wage jobs before that. Um, And so when I started working as a nurse, that was like way more money than we had ever seen. And we lived in like a Cracker Jack box sized apartment that was not that expensive. But it was our Cracker Jack box. It was our Cracker Jack box. (laughs) (laughs) It was like 500 square feet. Um, But the rent wasn't that crazy in comparison to like my salary. Yeah. So that's probably why you didn't notice it. (laughs) And and I probably wasn't as transparent about it as I like, I probably like was like, oh yeah, I bought the tickets, honey. And I probably just skated over how much it cost. Um, cause it was a lot, but, um, I was so excited to go and you know, you're just like, I was well in the Kool-Aid at that point. And I was yeah. like, I'm a coach. So I have the responsibility now that like, I need to go set an example. Like I need to go learn how to be a good coach. Like, to be honest for me, that was why I attended summit is because I was like dying for more to like, feel like a good coach. Like yeah. I always kind of felt like I was just like blindly leading people. And that felt really icky because it felt like it was just for money, you yeah. know? And none of the like business calls and stuff that I would get on and the little like coaching seminars and they had a call that you had to be on every like couple, like a couple days out of the week, every in the morning. And like none of those things made me feel like I knew what I was doing. Yeah. And so I was like really excited because I thought these are like workshops. And let me tell you, you are scheduled from <laughs> yep. the butt crack of dawn. I want to say the first workout is at like 6 a.m., I want to say. And you go and you work out as a group. And when I am when I tell you, there's like 20,000 people that show up to this, more maybe. Um, and so it's a lot of people. And so you're like working out of these like big crowds of people at like 6 a.m. And Kyle went with me to the workouts. And, and you know, that part was really fun. Like I thought like, oh, this is so cool. Like we're all like hanging out together, like and working out together. Like this is so fun. And you know, all these people like know what I'm doing and they understand it. And then we would attend conferences all day long, all day long until nighttime. And usually there was some kind of like fun activity that was put together. Um, and so, you know, it was, it really, I was submersed in the Kool-Aid by the end of it. Um, the one part that was really cool is we got to go, what's the, what's the football stadium that's out there? Uh, the Superdome. Thank you. Um, yeah. It was just huge. So I was going to, that's what I was going to ask. Um, was it the, the main summit? Mm-hmm. Um, was that, that was in the Superdome, right? That wasn't in the Pelicans arena. Oh, the big like, yeah. Well, so the Pelican had um, like our smaller conferences. That's where like speakers, people who were like making lots of money in the company, those people would like tell you how they're doing it and try to give you all their secrets, which is such bullshit when I look back on it. Like there's very few people who, who get to the top of all of it. Um, and so, but the bigger like celebratory events happened inside of the Superdome, which is kind of sick. If you think about it, It you're like, that's cool. I think that was too, is like, just, just seeing that just, just because New Orleans has so much history Mm -hmm. that, you know, just being there, it was, it was awesome. It was um, really cool because we got to do like a workout in the street. Yeah. So they block off this like whole street in front of the Superdome. And there's like, I don't know, like 20,000 people working out in the street. It's insane. And for those that are in New Orleans, I I mean, I'm pretty sure you get used to it after a while. (laughs) I never could. The humidity and just the stickiness and like it was cool because we were working out. So we're like, yeah, we're going to go work out. It was 80% humidity. But there was a moment where we were... (laughs) Where, where we were, we were, I don't know where we were walking from. It was our third day. We were walking from the Superdome, Superdome, Superdome to the 
Pelican and we were going, we were, which wasn't that far of a walk, but it was like a mile and a half maybe. And Nicole was miserable. <laughs> this is like the most miserable I've ever seen Nicole. And It's like, like I, 90 degrees and 80% humidity. The air and, is thick. And I don't, I don't like heat. I'm not, you know, like I don't like being overheated and we were definitely overheated. Oh yeah. But Nicole was just, she was on another level. I was dying. It I was, remember we, we found a subway and it was air conditioned and I've never been more grateful for air conditioning. And then like once we left that subway, you were right back to like, <laughs> this sucks. This heat's terrible. And, you know, in my head, I was like, you know, um, I'm living with this chick, but he's just living know, with maybe, this chick. Maybe. I don't, could I marry her? Yeah. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> is she going to always be this whiny, though? Um. <laughs> But but it was all right, you know. We f- we figured it out. Oh my god, not the humidity having you question whether or not we should be together. <laughs> it was rough, okay. And this was like before we were engaged or yeah, anything like that. Yeah. Um, we were and, living together, but yeah. that was about it. And then at the actual summit, that is the first time where we're sitting there. Like it was dope. well, the whole thing is summit, but then they have yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The, but like you mean the, the big, big the, the big, big celebratory like, Superdome meeting, conference Superdome meeting, yeah. I remember sitting there and like, there's just like people around and it was almost like a mega church. Yes. And I was feeling very culty vibes. Like we weren't, we were into like cults as much as we are now or you are. I'm really into learning about cults now. But looking back on it now and like just hearing you talk about it and you know, the, the downline, the upline, the, mm-hmm. it's just like, mm, this and all of the motivational culty. speakers that they have there yeah. who are like, yeah, like this, we're going to do I'm, it this year. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like that was what? 2017. Um, yeah. Yeah. By that point. Yeah. By that point it was, it was back in the day. And you know, like I really didn't know what I was kind of, I knew like I was a, I think, was I EMT yet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was an EMT. Like, I didn't really know what I was doing with my life. So, mm-hmm. like, when those motivational speakers got on there, I was just like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, me too. I run I was, a brick wall. I was a new nurse. And I was a new nurse in a pediatric CVICU at a major children's hospital, which yeah. is a really insane job to start in as a brand new nurse. And I was stressed out all the time. I was, like, really, I was in way over my head in my job. Just, like, because as a new nurse, it's it's miserable when you start in a job that's that's that intense and so it it, the motivational stuff got me too i was like yeah Yeah. we're gonna do it and like we're gonna be healthy and like oh this is like it's all such good stuff but it was it was very mega churchy in the way that like they had like performers and they were just dancing and yeah and i was like it it, you know like they definitely like put on a show oh they did a good job i wouldn't say it was t swizzle type production no but you know they they no one matches mother. They had they had their moments, and I was just like, wow, this is kind of cool. Okay, we can see this. Yeah, you know, we can do this. Like we can, you know, we could be these top sellers, and we have people working below us. And, uh-huh. and then now I look back on it, and I'm just like, we 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 drank the Kool Aid. We drank the Kool Aid. I know. When I look back now, I feel like it's the part of me that feels like embarrassed that I was in it yeah. because you're like, oh my god, like how could I be that gullible? I don't feel bad about the parts that were supposed to like make us healthy. Like I, yeah. I did really enjoy the Shakeology as ridiculously as expensive as it is. I don't think that you need something that's that expensive. That's crazy. And it shouldn't like bankrupt you. Like there were yeah. so many people who were like, oh, like it would make like it may, oh, it may, my account is negative because of it. And that would like crush me. That's that's the part that, you know, because like I can get 
you know, getting people involved that have decent money and like, you know, our nurses and stuff. But you think back on it and you're just like, how many people were just scraping by and did you like convince to be like, not really you because, you know, it, you weren't as in depth, but like some of the other people, it's like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, you could just do that, put it on a credit card, blah, blah, you know, it's like, yep. how many people went through that and just couldn't do it because of the money and then they were in like, you know, a worse position than when they started. I felt really bad because there were so many people that like, I knew that the cost was hard, was like a lot for them. Yeah. And it was my job to talk them into it. Yeah. And that felt really icky, but I did it because I felt like I was doing a good thing. Yeah. And I think that that's the part that I'm like embarrassed about is like, you know, I, there's no part of me that would ever take advantage of somebody on purpose. I know. Yeah. But I thought I was doing a good thing for people. And Um, I think, I think that's their whole selling point is like, you're, you're changing people's lives. Yeah. Just like with the Colts. Yes. I'm changing your life. And I I am the long haired bearded Messiah and I am here (laughs) to save your life and you must follow me and be one of my 20 wives. Not Autumn Calabrese being the <laughs> the head of it all. That oh. girl is so fit. And you're like, oh my God, if she's that fit and she Why she doesn't I? need to eat more than a thousand calories a day and she's peppy and perky. Like I don't need to either. How much you want to bet that majority of those people at the top yeah. don't even take part in the product? <laughs> I think about that all the time. Um, you are very much regularly encouraged. Might I might release some of the photos because they're so cringy um, of me like posing with my Shakeology cup or like posing with like my Energize. I used to make videos, which actually this is the bridge to like what was something that I didn't realize I loved as much in it that like yeah. kept me going yeah. was the social media aspect of and it. And th- that's why we circle back to this now because yeah. of everything you're doing on TikTok and Instagram. And it's kind of like a, a full circle moment to where you started it and like that kind of pushed you off of it. But then you realize like, oh, this social media thing's kind of cool. And then a couple years later, like what? Not even, not even three years later, you were back on social media like TikTok. Yeah. And it was nice because so in in 2017, I finally like pulled out from Beachbody as a coach. I had lost all of my downlines at that point. I had, that's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) You Um, can tell that's what I I know. I started laughing and I was like, well, we can't miss it. Um, I, in 2017, I finally like had lost all of my downlines. Um, I wasn't active anymore. Um, and I had been posting daily. Like I used to get up at 4am and work out before going to my job as a nurse. And I would post videos of me doing my workouts. And so like, I I had kind of like slowed that because I felt like it wasn't going anywhere. And I felt like I was failing as a coach because all of my downlines were leaving because they couldn't afford it anymore. And that felt really bad. Um, And so eventually I like went to my upline and I was like, I, you know, to be honest, like I can't, I can't keep doing this either. Um, and so I finally like pulled out of it, which was really uncomfortable. It was very hard to get out. And she definitely tried to convince me to stay multiple times because for her, she needs me. I mean, it's understandable. You know, you like, it's the same thing as like, you know, companies with employees like, oh no, we need you. Like, I understand that, but yeah. Because they don't, they don't make money without you. Yeah. You know? Um, and I knew that. And so, but it was really hard. Like it took me several conversations to like get fully out. Yeah. Um, and it's so, not like you could just go online and hit, you know, unsubscribe. Hit cancel. Yeah. Cause I was in, <laughs> like I was integrated. You were in these deep. Yeah. And like, and you know, 
people in like my upper like you have like a bigger community that's like above you yeah. and like those people knew who I was and so like it, I had to like let go of more than one person within the company and so that was really awkward for me and it was again they like claw at you to stay you know yeah. and and they say all these like really nice things and yada yada and like it it had done a lot of really good things for me personally health wise like I was I always this is a cult tactic I know this now but if you're hungry all the time people will do what whatever you ask them to do because yeah. you're hungry and you're tired <laughs> and but and, and I will say like I did look good um but I don't know if I like felt good in what I was doing yeah. and so when I finally left I was like happy because it felt like this like weight off of me I was like oh my god I don't have to do this anymore I don't have to like show up every day and like post workout videos like that felt you know yeah. I was however I did find a love for social media in yeah. doing it and it was a love that I didn't know that I had. I was a big YouTube watcher back then. Yeah. Um, and I always really admired people on YouTube. And I always thought like, oh my God, that's so cool. I couldn't imagine like, what if I, what if I did that someday? What year did you start like going on YouTube? That was close to... Watching YouTube or doing no, YouTube? No, you started posting to oh, YouTube. Oh, um, that was in 2019. Like so like two years after yeah. the summit. I took a fat social media break after yeah. after the Beachbody thing. Did you go back to all the people you were trying to coerce and be like, I'm so sorry? It was really awkward after. So I, I had some like conversations with a few of them afterwards because I kind of felt like I let them down. Like your job is to sign people up and like make money off of them. I hate saying that. But then they come to you with like questions and they need support. Yeah. And like I wasn't I wasn't like prepared for that. Like I wasn't, I wasn't a coach. Like nobody taught me really what to do. Um, and knowing how many people are in the company, it is like kind of sad to me of how many people probably get coerced into signing up and then just get dropped. Like, get, yeah. And that's, that's You're just another body. Yes. And that doesn't feel good when, when you promise all of these things. And so I was like really excited to like, say my, like make peace with some of the people that I felt really bad about yeah. and then like move forward. And I did take like a huge social media break. I actually like, I restarted my Instagram because <laughs> I needed to start fresh. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, but I always did really, really like connecting with people that I had never met before because yeah. of common interests. Yeah. Community. Like for me, community has always been really like, really important in like my well-being. Like I'm happy when I'm a part of a community. Yeah. And do you think like, because initially you were like, oh, I don't want to be on Instagram. Do you think because of Beachbody, you were kind of like, I don't want to go back on there? Yes. Yeah. That's why that was the push for so long. The amount of people when I started on TikTok and I started like blowing up on TikTok, people were like, why aren't you on Instagram? And I never said why, because I was kind of embarrassed to admit why, yeah. because it brought back kind of a lot of like bad memories of like cold cold reaching out to people like they call it like yeah. a cold call or like a cold message where you just like reach out to somebody and be like hey girl i like your hair do you want to join my my yeah. beach body group you know what i mean like and I, I had really bad memories of that and it felt icky and so i, I was off of instagram for a long time yeah. and i just started this year <laughs> it's not to say that like you know people that do mlms and people that take part in like beach body and stuff there could be some genuine people that are like, hey, I care, you know, yes. about your well-being. I care about your health. And I want you to take a part in this because I feel like it'd be good for you. But majority case, it's not that. And so I think, too, like I kind of knew Instagram was you kind of pushed it aside. Yeah. Because you it's it, it didn't allow you to be who you are like 
you know, genuinely, I guess you could say. Until reels became a thing. Yeah. Like the like still pictures felt very like n- like I just felt icky posting those like yeah. I didn't want to I didn't want to shoot them because it just didn't feel like me but when reels became a thing I was like oh I can like I can show me you know what yeah. I mean like and that was the part that I that I liked about social media and in, that's in that's, doing beach body that's what you get on TikTok is like every like I know like a lot of people don't know this with certain influencer stuff but I can say from personal experience and being around you what 24 hours pretty much a day for the last 13 years. <laughs> For the last 13 years, what you guys see on like TikTok and Instagram, it's definitely 100% Nicole. Like obviously, you know, she's human. She has her off days. But what you are seeing on there is definitely her personality and the way she views the world. And she expresses that very well, which I tell her all the time, which is why if you ever come up to her in her public, she'll probably talk to you about the weather. But she will. That's so awkward. She will move past that and eventually be like, oh, like, what's your account name? Like, you know. It's an icebreaker. I yeah. need the weather to be my icebreaker. That, that I, you is know, your icebreaker. Yeah. So it's, it's not because I don't love you. It's just because I, I need to like, I need to warm up, you know? Yeah. And I'm always so, afraid people aren't going to like me. <laughs> yeah. Even though I know that like I, I that I give 100% myself. And again, like that was the big part of Beachbody that I loved. I really loved like getting to share yeah. me and be vulnerable with people because it's something that I don't really struggle a lot with. Like I, there's nothing about myself aside from like being in an MLM that I have not shared for the last three years on social media yeah. <laughs> that, that I'm, that I'm like ashamed to share because yeah. it's all built like who I am. And, and I, lo- I think that there's so much to learn from other people in that perspective. And that was what I really liked about it is I thought like, Oh, we can make each other better by like learning from each other. And I thought that was really cool. So when I started YouTube, which was my initial start on social media, yeah. And that was because I was so like in awe of YouTubers and like how they were sharing themselves and their lives. And I was like, oh my God, that's so cool. Like, I want to do that. And so they say like, make the kind of content that you like to watch. And so I did Vlogmas in 2019 after filming like a couple like favorites videos and like things that I liked to watch, like I wanted to put out. I had like no followers, zero um, <laughs> or subscribers. Sorry on YouTube, it's subscribers. Um, I had like no subscribers, but I really enjoyed the creativity behind it. And it like reignited it for me. What I loved about the social social media part in Beachbody, it reignited it. I was like, oh, oh, but now I get to do it for me. Like yep. now I get to share what I want to share. I don't have to show up and just pose with a cup and be like, buy my shake, yep. you know, like come over here and do a little ditty and get down to exercising with Beachbody. And I could be imperfect. That was the worst part of being a Beachbody coach is I had to be perfect and on it all the time. Like you had to be on your workout game all the time because they would preach like if you're not working out and you're not doing your meal plan and you're not showing people that nobody's going to want to do it with you. And I always thought like, wow, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's a lot of pressure. Like we're not perfect people. And that is that's the like culty vibe that I didn't like. And everybody's hungry and everybody's like feeling this like like need to work out all the time. And it's like, it's a very tense um, situation to be in. But YouTube was the first time that I was like, Oh, cool. I get to do this on my own terms. And yeah. I like it. And you get to do what you want to do and talk about what you want to talk about and just show the experiences that you want to, you know, show. Yeah. And then TikTok in 2020, I posted my first TikTok. I will never forget it. It was like a video of me going to Starbucks. And it, it was like, um, 
it was there was like an audio and it was like I like the coffee bean coffee make coffee bean make me go vroom vroom <laughs> and like it was funny yeah and I did like a like a lip sync to it because it was very like musically back then you know yeah. um and and I remember posting it and I was like oh this is so fun and like creatively it just like grew from there and yeah. and it was the piece of social media that I loved but couldn't fully blossom in because I was in this Beachbody box yeah like I just couldn't you know um. And so I really like, I like social media now, but yes, I did push Instagram off forever because yeah. I just had such bad memories of it. <laughs> well, I will say now you have blossomed very beautifully. Thank you. And you are very graceful on the, the clock app. Thank you very much. Yeah. But I still think there is a certain portion of this New Orleans trip that we were leaving out. What? And it requires a story time. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? So, okay, we're in New Orleans. Yeah? We are staying at a hotel. Oh, I forgot about this. We're staying at a hotel. This that is foundational is, in our relationship. It's, it's pretty much like a like an old military base, if you're familiar with New Orleans. It's literally probably about what, 30 minutes from downtown? We did stay mildly in the hood, which we didn't yeah. know it was the hood, but it was the hood. It wasn't really the hood. It was just a rundown, like... Really rundown military, military town. Military town, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was about 30 minutes from town. Yeah, and also, too, this was after Katrina, so... Yes, yeah, so, so it, it was looked, not rebuilt. It looked like it was a part that was probably hit pretty hard by Katrina. Um, 30 minutes from downtown, where everybody else is staying, including the, the, the nice couple that we made friends with. Yes. That live three cities over. Um, so we're staying there, you know, we get there, we unpack, we're like, you know, getting all set up. We're all excited because we're in a new city. And for some reason, I don't know why. And I still to this day, I don't know why. I don't either. I'm like, oh, I'm going to put my car keys in this dresser drawer. <laughs> Mind you, you've never put anything in a dresser drawer at a hotel yeah, ever. Yeah. And if you're in the Bay Area, you know that, you know, the BART system takes you to the major airports. Yeah. So we parked my car at BART. Yeah. And, you know, it was it was the cheapest option for the weekend. It was actually pretty convenient, too. Yeah. But you had your car keys on you. It was convenient. And I had my car keys. Initially. On us when we went to New Orleans. Put them in the dresser drawer. Forgot about it. Went about our weekend. Literally. Called the Uber, get in the Uber. Our flight was at f like 4 a.m. or something too. Yeah. So we get in the Uber, Uber drops us off right next to the airport. We're like, cool, this is great. Like we're on time. Standing in line, there's a long line. People, you know, going home, getting ready to go home for, you know, Monday morning work. There was also like 20,000 beach body coaches in the airport. Yeah. We were the bane of their existence. The lines yeah. were wrapping around the, the like lobby. It was insane yeah. in there. And so we're standing there. And for some reason, my brain goes, hey, stupid, you forgot your keys at the hotel. And all he says is, oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> and Nicole looks at me and like, what? What? She does like that little, you know, when someone's in the car and like, oh, my God. And you're like, oh, what? What's going on? It's like 4 a.m. too. My yeah, reflexes are not on. <laughs> and that instantly triggered, you know, she was like, woke up, was like, oh, my God, what, 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 what's going on? I forgot my keys. So we're 30, 35 minutes away from the hotel. We're already in line to be checked in. Like, I don't think our bags weren't checked at that point. No, we were in line to check our bags. So we had two options. We either get another Uber, go back, possibly miss the flight and have to take a later one. 
And then we're just standing there looking at each other like, what do we do? Yeah. Well, and I was like, oh, I could call the hotel and see like, well, first let's call them and make sure that they have them. And then when we confirmed that they had them, I was like, I wonder if we could like have them mail them to us. Like, is that possible? But Kyle needed to go to work and he needed his car. And that was the problem. You needed your car like the next day. Yeah. That was important. Yeah. So then, so then we're just sitting there, we're scrambling, we're trying to figure out what to do. Luckily, like, I think, I think I was like, oh, is there someone here that can go pick my keys up and just bring them home and then we'll go get them. Luckily, the couple that we met, they lives three cities over. Yeah. And that their flight know. was later that day. Their flight say. was later. They were going to like do some stuff around. So they actually like Ubered over to our hotel. We're able to pick them up, bring them back home. And then we just went three cities over to get my keys. But when we got back um, at, on BART and like through BART and once we were back in the, you know, the city where the BART was, we like had to call like my parents. My dad had to come get us and it was just, it was a We big... had to worry about like keeping Kyle's there for like yeah. Kyle's car there for another day because yeah. like that cost money and Bart will tow your car yeah. if you So if then you we had to deal with that. There. I was like, oh, do I have it towed out? Do we, you know, and it was like, oh, well, we're just going to let it stay there. And I think we paid. I think I We paid did. Him. We were able to get like another day. Yeah. I think I just, just upgraded the day or whatever. So then my dad picked us up and then after that, we were able to go get the keys. So overall, it was, it was okay, you know, like, it's one of the most tra- like traumatic traveling yeah. experiences, though, yeah. in our entire 13-year relationship. So now it's a running joke whenever we go to a new city or any city at all, just like, leave your keys on you. Leave yes. your keys on you. Or, yeah. or like, we don't ever put anything in the dressers, yeah. ever. Like I don't know why I did. I don't know if I was just like, oh, we're in, you know, let's keep them safe. Maybe. Like, it didn't matter. My car wasn't there. I think we had also, like, we got up at, like, three in the morning to fly out That's the true. day that we flew out. We had never been on an airplane together, like, and was that your first time on an airplane? No, no, you, no. but like not, but you like, hadn't, I'm not, not, across not that far. Country, yeah. Yeah. I've been to like Vegas and stuff, but that was my first like big flight. Yeah. yeah. And we were like both so excited. Cause like this was such an opportunity to be honest. Like I'm still grateful for that. Like we got to explore New Orleans together and it, you know what the city of New Orleans, yeah. despite your humidity, it was great. Like was. We, there was so many fun things there. The people were really like, it just like, just fun. Like people were so colorful there, you know, and like the French quarter was really cool to see. And so like, we got to do a lot of really cool stuff there, but we will never forget the key debacle. And then when we're also watching, you know, Nightwatch and we see New Orleans on there, we're like, Oh, Hey, we've been there. Yeah. Nightwatch, which if you've never seen Nightwatch, it's a, it's a good, like, like live EMS show. It's one of the most like accurate ones we've ever seen. But yeah, when they're, when, when they're in the city of New Orleans, like in the French Quarter and stuff, we're like, oh, we've been there, you know? And then when all the, the street, the whole street was blocked off and like yeah. you said, we were doing the outside exercising. It's like, hey, we've been on that street. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so. Which was really cool. It's it, And that part I'll always be really grateful for. Um, but yeah, the keys we always talk about. Recently at the gym, I think I was being approached by an MLM person and I was telling you this and it this is why... If you've been in an MLM, this feeling will forever live within you of like people wanting something from you in your immediate reaction. And I have to share it because people who have been in an MLM, you'll understand my feeling the the moment it happened um, and why I still continue to avoid this person at my gym. So (laughs) I'm at the gym and I'm like, this is recent. This was in the last like month. And I'm like, you know, getting my my water bottle and my bag and stuff to leave. And then this girl comes up and she's really nice. She comes up and she's like, I like your leggings. That's what they teach you. Compliment yeah, somebody first. Compliment something. Always compliment them. And I was like, oh, thank you. 
And I said, you know what? I think they're from Target. And I think I might have, I, I, I got them recently. And I think I might have like the link still like in my, in my Target, me, the social media person I am yeah. now. I'm like, I think I have the link for you. Totally oblivious to the fact that she's trying to hook you. Oh, she's hooking me. <laughs> and so she's like, um, and so I'm like looking for the link, but she keeps talking. And that should have been my red flag. She yeah. didn't want the leggings. She wanted me. And so she was like, oh, yeah, um, t- like, have you been going to the gym for a while? And I was like, oh, yeah, for like the last year. Like, and she's super nice, you know, um, nothing wrong with people. But I remember the phrase she said, and it just ding, ding, ding in my head. Um, she's like, yeah, you know, like my husband and I, we were, you know, out on a, a trip and we met this couple. And they like retired early and they're making all this money from home. And we were like, we want to do what you're doing. And I was like, oh, no, I've heard that before. I have heard that before. But I like am super awkward in situations like this. And so she asked for my phone number. But this is the worst part is she asked me for my phone number to be friends. And that is the part that like I hate the most about MLMs is you act genuinely like you want to connect with somebody yeah. but it's all a facade yeah it's just a, like i said it's just a hook you in it's just to get people in but see what i think is like now ever since you told me that story yeah i've just been sitting here like which one is it i know i think about that all the I time feel like you have to you know maybe you just gotta i saw her you, at the gym recently so you, she called me yeah you gotta take the hook and you just gotta you know see what it is and then just be like oh no i'm not interested by I can't do that though. It makes me so uncomfy because of my own experience in it. But she called me and I didn't answer. And then she texted me immediately after. This yeah. is again, MLM move number two. Either that or like an insurance company move. <laughs> yes. Like nobody who calls you and then immediately texts you right afterwards instead of leaving you a voicemail. None of those people have, have good interest. They want something from you and yeah. I know it. And so to this day... When we see each other at the gym, I make very awkward eye contact and I get right the heck out the gym. I won't lie to you. It's a, it's a major reason why I go to the early morning spin classes is so that I don't, I'm, I'm locked in a room. I can't, I can't be interacted with because yeah. <laughs> it makes me so uncomfortable and I hate that for me, but it's, you know, it's, it's humbling because it reminds me, you know, like that your interactions with people should be genuine. Like that was, you know, that was one of my takeaways was like, I'll never let myself be in a situation, um, especially on social media with people that I don't know. Like people trust me on social media now and they trust me to be who I am and genuinely be who I am. Authentic. Yes. And the last thing I will ever do is be inauthentic ever again on social media because it, I remember how that felt and it just, it it feels, it gives me the ick. It gives you the ick. <laughs> what so, was your biggest takeaway out of, out of all of it? Like, do you, I don't know. Do you like, do you look back and think that was crazy or are you still glad that it was something that was like a part of our life? I feel like overall, I feel like it, it, I'm glad it was something that was a part of our, our life. Mostly it's just because I got to see New Orleans. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was, but like, it was a highlight. It wasn't that I was like, I think if there was more of an impact on us, either negatively or positively, I might be like, have more of a feeling. But during that time in our life, we, we were kind of just more like willy nilly, you know, doing stuff and whatnot. Well, financially was the first time I think we could be. Yeah. And I think I just, I don't think I truly, until we went to New Orleans, I don't think I truly grasped Beachbody. I don't think I really was like, oh, I'm a part of this, you know, like you signed up for it. I thought it was just more of your thing that I was just being kind of, you know, like, I was just, you know, supporting you in. So overall, I don't really think I, I don't really have any like 
negative things to say about it. But now as we watch more documentaries on cults, I'm starting to realize like, it's a little culty. It was culty, but it's still alive and well. Yeah. And, but there's nothing that, you know, there's nothing that I feel like hurt me as an individual. So I don't really take it as, you know, it was, it was fun for what it was, but I don't, I would never do it again. I look back on it and I'm like embarrassed when I look at my old posts because I'm like, <laughs> ugh, I'm that girl. And like, I'm girl bossing. The amount of, I'll release some of the photos because they're funny. Um, but like some of the photos, I literally have girl boss captioned on the, on the girl photo. Girl boss. Girl boss. Because that's, that's literally, that, that is the phrase. If you are in an MLM in this time frame, girl boss, that's what they tell you you're going to be. But you know what? You know what? You know how many people become bosses? Very few. Almost yeah. none. Yeah. Most people never become bosses in, in those companies. Yeah. You just want to be the boss so bad. So at the end of the day, what we would like to hear from you is, have you ever been approached for MLM, which is? A multi-level marketing multi scheme or scam. Multi-level marketing scheme or scam. Have you ever been approached for one? How did it make you feel? Are you a part of one? We want to we see the positive sides too. We understand that a lot of people are successful with this strategy. Yes. You know, things like Mary Kay, things like Beachbody, things like what else? Herbalife. Oh, Herbalife. It works. What? Sensi. Sensi. doTERRA. There's so many. Yeah. There's so many. It's wild. And we are interested to hear your stories just because our story is, it's not necessarily negative, but we did shine a light on a side that we feel is most apparent to us. I mean, it was, it was the honest truth of my perspective of it. But if you have a positive story with it, we would love to hear it. We would love to hear it. And as always, of course, do not forget to tell somebody you love them. And we love you. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.